Hello everyone and welcome to Section 105 Game Day. I am your host, Evan Yost, and with me, as always, I have co-host Davis Jackson. Hey everyone. Alright, so as always, we will get things kicked off with the games to recap uh, for NFL Week 2. Uh, so we will get started with the first game of the NFL season, which was the Texas Texans versus Chiefs on Thursday night. Uh, so one player I want to highlight is obviously rookie Clyde Ritz-Hilaire. He had a pretty good first game, 25 carries, 138 yards, and one touchdown. He's looking really good for his first game, and he's got a bright future ahead of him in his first thir- win, 34-20 to 20 over the Texans. Yeah, the Chiefs looked really good in opening night, starting to uh, defend their title from last season. Uh, Patrick Mahomes also had 211 yards and three touchdowns, which, pretty, which is a pretty good night. Uh, like you said, Edward C. Lair, 138 yards and a touchdown. The defense was pretty good as well, but the highlight of the night was definitely Andy Reid's fogged-up face shield. That thing was awesome. <laughs> that was amazing. I kept on reading the time things that he's going to need a defogger. Oh, it was just hilarious. But anyways, all right, so we'll, next we'll go to the next game is the uh, is the Chicago Bears versus the Detroit Lions. Rookie DeAndre Swift dropped the game-winning touchdown catch, a moment that he will unfortunately remember forever as the Bears win 27-23. to However, Mitchell Trubisky did uh, – he looked pretty good, but it's always like his early self. Last year he had a pretty good early season as well, um, and so in the year before that as well. Uh, but he was 20 for 36, 242 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. But like I said, will mostly fall off towards the end of the season like he usually does. Yeah, um, big contrast between Edward Hilaire and Swift. Edward Hilaire seemed like he couldn't do anything wrong for the Chiefs, but then Swift could have won the game for him. He wide open in the end zone. He just dropped the pass. Uh, it was a really good game. Uh, going into the fourth quarter, the Lions had a 23-6 to lead. But then Mitchell Trubisky threw three touchdowns in the fir- fourth quarter. He finished with 242 yards and three touchdowns. Um, and that's Mitchell Trubisky, the guy we've made fun of before on this podcast, uh, mostly me and Jared in the fantasy football special. But it's just surprising how good he did um, in the in week one. Uh, and like you said, the Lions could have won the game, but it was still a really good game, a 27-23 win that came down to the wire for the Bears. All right, so next we'll go to the very high-scoring next game, which is the Packers versus the Vikings. Uh, Packers beat Vikings 43-34 to as they take their first win of the season. Uh, wide receiver Devontae Adams was on fire as he came up with 14 receptions for 156 yards and three of their touchdowns. I was really happy because I have Adams in every single fantasy league that I'm in, so I had 41 points in every fan- in, from him in both of my fantasy leagues, so I was really happy about that. But Aaron Rodgers looked really good as well. He threw for 364 yards and four touchdowns, and um, – both teams played well on offense, and the defenses definitely need to pick it up. Um, but a really good win for the Pack to start off 1-0. I actually picked the Vikings to win this game, but the Packers um, pulled through winning that one 43-34. All right, going to the next game, we got the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington football team. And believe it or not, Davis, the football team actually won a game. They actually beat the Eagles. And – a player, one player I want to highlight on the um, – on two players, actually, I'm going to highlight on the uh, football team is Chase Young. He had His first career sack was actually a strip sack 
the Eagles did recover it, but still, it's a pretty good first, uh, pretty good first sack for him. Uh, also, uh, uh, football team uh, Dwayne Haskins was not too bad, being 17 for 31 with 178 yards and one touchdown in the football team's first ever win, uh, 27 to 17. Yeah, um, the football team played like a really good football team this week. Um, they came back from down 17 nothing to win 27-17. Haskins, like you said, 178 yards and a touchdown is a pretty good game. He outperformed um, Carson Wentz, who threw two interceptions. And the defense was awesome, not just Chase Young. He was the best – he was by far – either him or Edward Zelaer were the best rookies uh, this week. But the football team defense came away with eight total sacks. And uh, they won that game 27-17. I remember when they were down 17 nothing. I was thinking, man, the Eagles are going to dominate this one. It's not looking too good right now for the football team. But then they scored, and they scored again, and they kept on scoring. And then they won it 27-17. Uh, the Eagles definitely need to play better, especially on the offensive line, because that's uh, that's where they really um, that's where they really lost the game is Wentz had no time to throw it because he was getting pressured every single play which led to two interceptions, which led to the football team being able to come back and win that one 27-17. And, you know, like I said, is that the football team actually won a game or whatever, but not only that, but the football team won the game to put them in the in first in the NFC East. Cowboys, yeah, Giants, so and Eagles are all 0-1, and the, and the football team is 1-0. But anyway, so now we'll go on to I mean, our give next Give the football game. team some credit. They've won a Super Bowl before. But that was oh, not while they were called the football team. Yeah, that's true. They were still called the Redskins. All right. So next we'll go to the Colts versus the Jaguars. And I got here right here is Minshew Mania is real, man. It is real, and it is coming at you. Gardner Minshew, 19 for 20 with only one incompletion. 173 yards. Granted, that's not a lot of yards. But still, he threw for three touchdowns in the Jags' first win over the Colts, 27 to 20. Yeah, I was really surprised that the Jags came in with the upset. Uh, like you said, Minshew Mania, 19 of 20. That's a really good game, 173 yards, three touchdowns. Phillip Rivers' Colts debut was not good. Yes, he had 363 yards, but he did throw two interceptions, and one of them was not at a very good time in the game. And I'm sure Trevor Lawrence is pretty happy that the Jaguars won because if I were him, I would not want to play for the Jags even if they win this game just because yeah, of how, how badly run that franchise is. So I would be really excited if I were him. All right, so next uh, we go to the Browns and the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson also had a really good game in the air. Uh, like, I mean, no one could stop him. He was 20 for 25. He didn't only have one – he didn't have only one completion. He had five, but still, that's still a really good uh, stat. Uh, he uh, had 275 yards and three touchdowns including seven carries for, uh, for, for 45 yards in the blowout 38-6 over the black, over the Browns. Yeah, we've had some not normal things so far this year, but the Browns getting dominated and Baker Mayfield playing bad is very, very normal for us. Um, that Lamar Jackson was awesome. He started his MVP defending season with 275 yards and three scores, like he said, as well as 45 rushing yards and not much really to add on to that. The Ravens dominated every single part of the game, winning 38-6. to All right, next we got the Buccaneers versus the Saints. 
Now, yes, I do believe that the Bucks are extremely overrated, but this game does not t- actually prove as uh, as to why they would be overrated because they lost by only 11 to a top-five team in the nation, for sure a top-five team in the uh, NFC. Um, but, I mean, not really anyone had a super uh, good game. More, uh, more of Tom Brady had just a really bad game. So, like, no one in this game. I mean, Tom, I think Drew Brees uh, – because I mean, even he like had an interception and like two touchdowns and like a barely over 200 yards. But Tom Brady, he did have over 200 yards. He was 23 for 36, 239 yards, two touchdowns. But he and he did throw two costly interceptions in this loss. Yeah, I don't even think Breeze got over 200 yards. I know he had over 100, but I don't think he got over 200. Yeah. But yeah, Brady's. Everyone was hyping up the Bucks. Everyone was talking about how the Bucks could maybe be a 10, 10, 10 and 6 team at uh, worst this season and how Tom Brady's going to come in and be 4,000-yard passer in this offense, and then they absolutely crapped the bed. He only threw 239 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Definitely uh, not living up to the hype that they were given in the offseason. And one of those interceptions is also a pick six. Um, I think the Saints played pretty well. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Mike Thomas, though the big three for the Saints, definitely could not could have definitely played better. They all didn't play very well. Um, but for a 34 to 23 win with those guys not playing well shows you how good this this Saints team is. And I I don't know what I don't want to know what they look like if all those guys are at their best. Yeah. Also, uh, they also had to play at least the fourth quarter without Michael Thomas. Uh, Michael Thomas is doubtful for this week. Also. Uh, so, I mean, hopefully they shouldn't need him. I mean, he wasn't even the leading receiver uh, Jared Cook was. So, uh, yeah, but even, but anyway, though, even though he missed the fourth quarter, he only had like three catches yeah. or something before that. They were not looking to him that much. Yeah, I don't know. I got him in my fantasy team. He only got me 4.7 points. So, All right, hey, dude. So, yeah, I have no idea what happened. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah, my AirPod died, and then I was talking. I took them out, and so I was talking, and I could hear you, but I guess you couldn't hear me. Yeah. All right, so, okay, at, like, 40 seconds or something, I'll just start the Cardinals 49ers again, okay? Okay. Yeah, and I'll edit that part out of the other one, and I'll edit this part out. Okay. All right, so next we are going to go to the Cardinals versus the 49ers. And I told you, Davis, I told you, the the Cardinals and Giants, and I mean, I know the Giants lost this week versus the Steelers, but still, Cardinals and Giants are going to have a bounce back year. Steelers are one of the better teams in the NFL, but in, uh, but so are the 49ers, and the Cardinals beat the 49ers just getting warmed up this season. Whenever everyone else was like, oh, they aren't going to do good, and whenever they're just getting warmed up, they beat the last year's runner-up. Uh, and Kyler Murray, he had a field day being 26 for 40, and yes, he did throw 40, 14 in completions, but he did throw for 230 yards and one touchdown with only one interception, but he also ran on th- for 13, th- 13 times and got 91 yards and one touchdown as well. Yeah, the Cards came away with the 24-20 upset. Uh, like you said, Murray played really well. So did DeAndre Hopkins, who had a great debut uh, with the Cardinals, he put up 151 yards on 14 catches, um, which was more than 
any uh I think the uh, not the yards but the catches were more than any Texans receiver combined, which just shows you how much the Texans should not have traded DeAndre Hopkins. But I'm really starting to like this Cardinals team. I think they could maybe be something in that uh in that NFC West division and then uh in the NFC entirely. All right, so next we'll go to the, our last game to recap, and that is the Cowboys versus the Rams. And, look, I got some pretty uh, uh, aggressive notes here, so anyways, just stick with me. So due to a, a crap, a crap decision on fourth and three in the fourth quarter, Mike McCarthy didn't choose to kick the field goal to make, to, to make it a 2020, uh, to make it a 2020 game. So it was 2017. We, we, uh, we held them. We got the ball back. Long pass to Michael Gallup. Oh, wait, a crap P.I. Uh, uh, call helps the Rams win again against the Cowboys 20-17. to 17. However, I do have to give it to Michael, uh, Malcolm Brown. He had a really good game, though, having 18 carries, 79 yards, and the, uh, the Rams only two touchdowns of the game. Yeah, I was upset about uh, this game. The Cowboys offense did not play very well at all. Uh, Zeke was good. Dak in the passing game was Good yards-wise, but we just couldn't put it into the end zone other than Zeke's two touchdowns. Uh, they made dumb they made dumb mistakes, including that fourth and three. The uh, ch- the choice to go for it was, I mean, I like that they were aggressive in that moment, but it's, the better choice would have been to kick the field goal because Greg Zerline probably ninety five percent of the time hits that kick, and so you're putting. I would definitely would have gone for the field goal to tie the game and at least guarantee at that point that you're going into overtime. You don't guarantee it, but uh, your chances are a lot higher then. And then I was super mad about the Michael Gallup pass interference call. That was Oscar-worthy Oscar acting from Jalen Ramsey. Um, definitely not the right call. And I feel like the Cowboys definitely would have won the game had they made the right call. But the Rams get got every call that – uh, this week, but that doesn't take away from the fact that the Cowboys should have played a lot better than they did. I'm not trying to make uh, any excuses. I definitely think that they probably should have won had that call not been made, but they definitely could have won if other things that the Cowboys did to themselves hadn't happened. But like you said, Malcolm Brown played very well. Uh, 110 total yards and two total touchdowns. He looked really good in week one. Yeah, I mean, like you, like you said, I mean, Greg Zerlin probably would have made that kick. But it's just like another thing I was thinking about is I was like, I like Mike McCarthy's aggressiveness. And I mean, granted, that might have also been a bad like route to have C.D. Lamb run a drag instead of like a slant. But still, I mean, I think that I think that if uh, I think just that was just still a bad call because Mike McCarthy, you know, he had. Uh, this was his first game, and he needs to like not play as aggressively. And you think he would have been playing more conservatively, but I don't know. Yeah, in your point about CD's route, if he had taken one or two more steps before making his break, he would have had the first down. Mm-hmm. All right. So next, we'll go on to some quick news updates. So we will start. Uh, I know we did college football in the last episode, but some stuff did. Some big stuff did happen. And like we said, if some stuff does happen, we record these one day apart. So if some stuff does happen, then we'll go ahead and say it. So a Big Ten announced this morning that they will start their football season on October 23rd and 24th. 
the season. We'll have all teams playing as the vote to return was unanimous. Uh, the only t- two teams that might not be playing is Nebraska or um, – I don't remember the other team. But the other 12 teams will for sure play. Um, and they're pretty sure that all teams will play considering the Chancellor's vote was unanimous. Um, anyways, the season will be an eight-game, uh, eight-game nine-week season ending on December 19th with their conference championship game that day, one day before Selection Day. Uh, the eight games will be the six in division play, uh, so the six teams in your division plus two crossover, which have yet to be determined. Uh, so, but yeah, so that's the plan for the Big Ten. Pac-12 announced that they are not that they are still eyeing a November start and are not ready to resume play just yet. Um, I think did you say Nebraska because they were one of the two? Because in the original vote, only two teams said we should play now, and one of them was Nebraska. So it would be kind of weird if they'd changed their course as well. Here, I'll check it out real quick. Um, well, I have I have a quick update with college All right, basketball. yeah, go ahead while I'm trying to find this. Um, the college basketball season is expected to begin on November 25th. Uh, the official one, that, that was announced just about 10 minutes ago. Uh, but the official announcement is expected to be sometime today. But just really cool to know that basket that we'll have college basketball um, on November twenty fifth. I'm looking forward to it. All right, yeah, I'm really looking forward to college basketball too this year. We kind of got robbed of it. We kind of got robbed of it last year. I mean, we didn't have we didn't have as much as we should have, especially March Madness. I was really upset because I was really looking for Maryland to take the actual Big Ten trophy. In the Big Ten tournament, because it did come to a three-way tie with uh, Wisconsin and M- Michigan State. But anyways, while I'm still trying to find this, I'll go ahead and say the other uh, NFL news, and that is that uh, just some injury updates, pretty much. Uh, Philip Lindsay had got turf toe. James Conner sprained his ankle, so the former Kentucky running back, Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels, I don't know his college team too, but will be stepping up. Uh, Le'Veon Bell has a hamstring injury and may miss several weeks. Uh, Michael Thomas injured his ankle, but is expected, but is doubtful to play in week two. Uh, could still play, but doubtful. Um, also, Marlon Mack uh, tore his Achilles and is out for the season, along with Blake Jarwin. Uh, uh, tore his ACL and is out for the season. Uh, he's the Cowboys t- uh, tight end. Uh, also, Cowboys young linebacker Leighton Van Der Esch will miss six to eight weeks after having a horrible injury last year and refracturing his collarbone Sunday night. Uh, Sunday night. Yeah, about Van Der Esch, um, he has so much injury history that I'm afraid he's probably going to have to retire here in the next year or two, which is sad because you don't want to see a good player like that retire but I mean he re- barely plays and if I were him I would rather lock up the money I have now and have better health and be able to still do things and to keep playing and risk my injuries and risk health yeah so I just found it it said all 14 big teams are on track to play the developments around rapid testing have eased concerns of schools in areas with more restrictions around contact and gatherings. Wisconsin last week announced a two-week pause for all football activities, but the break is uh, set to end next week. And athletic director Barry Alvarez and coach Paul Christ uh, 
think the team needs only three additional weeks to be ready for competition. Uh, Maryland, you know, paused their uh, activities uh, a while ago, but they resumed football practices lately are uh, set to play. Um, and once they convinced us that it was safe to play, we were unanimous in that decision, uh, said a reporter. So that was on ESPN. You guys can go check that out. Um, but, yeah, so the plan is still that everyone's going to play. All right, you want, so, you want me to go? Yeah, anyways. NBA. Yep, now, yep, NBA. All right, so first on Saturday, the Lakers beat the Rockets 119-96 to to win the series 4-1. to So the Lakers locked up a spot in the Western Conference Finals. Um, and then later on, the Heat um, and the Celtics yesterday played game one of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. The Heat won that 117-114. Uh, to take a 1-0 series lead. And that game was an awesome game. Bamani Bio's block on Jason Tatum was absolutely amazing. Uh, please, if you uh, – please, you should go check that out. Tatum was driving to the lane, went up for a dunk, and Bam just rose up and Bam, Bam, Bam blocked it. And uh, to basically seal that win, a uh, really good game. I, I know uh, I'm a Bam fan. I'm Bam fan. Uh, I'm also a Jason Tatum fan, so I wish it was like Jalen Brown or something that he blocked, but it was still a really awesome block. And then also the Nuggets beat the Clippers 104 to 89 yesterday to win the series four to three. So it will be Nuggets and Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And for the Nuggets to win that game was awesome. They in the first round they trailed the Jazz three to one, came back and won that four to three to play this series. And then the Clippers who were one of the favorites to win the title, led the series three to one, and then the Nuggets won three straight to win the series one to win the series four one. So it will be Lakers and Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, and then Heat Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. All right, so that wraps up the NBA news. Uh, we are going to go to like soccer news. There's not really much soccer news that happened. Um, so the only thing I got is that. Premier League started Saturday, so now you can watch Premier League games. Uh, the teams, that, uh, however, the teams that did play in the uh, UEFA Championships and the Europa Cup and Champions League are going to be playing this Saturday. So that's whenever they start. Uh, so now we'll go on to our uh, coverage picks for this upcoming week for Week Three uh, or Week Two of the NFL. So with my first coverage pick, I have that the Tennessee Titans will not cover ten over the Jaguars. I do think that the Titans will still win because I still really like the Titans team. Uh, I think that they're a, I think that they're a really good team. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has definitely been really good for them. Obviously, Derrick Henry a top back in the league. Uh, so I think that they won't, I think that they'll still win, but it's going to be more like a seven to three point game. It's going to be close, but I think that they'll still win. Uh, with my first coverage pick, I have the Packers will cover six versus the Lions. The Lions lost by four to the Bears, and the Packers uh, beat the uh, Vikings by nine. I'm re- I like the Packers team. I think oh, I don't like the Packers. Don't get me wrong, but I like the way this Packers team plays. Um, I hate the Packers, but uh, I think that and Des caught it. But I think that uh, the Packers will pretty easily cover six versus the Lions. This will be a ten to fourteen point win for the Packers. All right, so going on to my next coverage pick, I have that the Buccaneers will not cover uh, 
I had that the Buccaneers will not cover nine over the Panthers. Uh, I think that the Panthers are still kind of like a struggling team. They have Christian McCaffrey. They have DJ Moore. They got Robbie Anderson. Uh, I, so I think that they're still like I think that they're uh, I think that they're a pretty good team. Uh, but the, the only problem is that they don't have a too great, a great offensive line, and they don't ha- and they have Teddy Bridgewater at their court, at quarterback. So I don't think that they'll win. I think the Buccaneers will still edge out the win. But again, just like I said with the Titans, I think that's going to be more of a seven to three point game instead of a nine. Yeah, I think that could be a closer game than everyone's uh, expecting. Uh, but I think that the Bills, for my second coverage pick, I think that the Bills will cover four and a half versus the Dolphins. Uh, I like Josh Allen for the Bills. He had a really good game against the Jets uh, in week one. And I think that they'll pretty easily cover four and a half. I thought I was kind of surprised it. Uh, I was kind of surprised about the way uh, – about the line for this game, I think the Bills should be favored by at least seven. Um, so I think they'll easily cover this one, win this one by 10 or 14 as well. All right, so next we'll go on to a little bit of fantasy stuff. Uh, so player, so we'll go on to our players to target in fantasy for this week. Uh, at number one, I have Malcolm Brown. Uh, he's I, 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 I'm almost certain he's going to end up being the starter. Uh, Cam Akers did get a few, but I think he only got like five rushes, might have gotten some receptions. But Malcolm Brown was definitely the number one uh, uh, running back for um, uh, for the Rams against the Cowboys. So, uh, I mean, he scored two touchdowns, got, uh, I think, 79 yards was his final thing. So, I mean, he got like 19 point uh, – he got like 20 points plus receptions. So, in a PPR league, he got somewhere in the close to like 23, 24 points. So, I mean, that's a solid running back right there. Um, uh, so, I would definitely look into getting picking him up off waivers uh, or trading for him if someone by some chance has him. Yeah, I have Malcolm Brown as number one as well. I think that he's pretty easily the guy you should definitely target this week because he's majority on uh, the waiver wire. Probably, maybe not by now. I know you stole him from me. Uh, yeah, I did. Well, I, I had... I had number uh, – I think I had number five and you had number no, six because you scored the most I points more, this week. I, I, I think – yeah, I think I had the most points this week. But whenever I looked, I was I was like third, but I still won and I had the most points. But I think it was because I also had another waiver claim in, and I think that could be the reason why I didn't have – Oh, yeah. But anyways, uh, Malcolm Brown is the number one player to target. Uh, he – why not – if, if the way he played in week one, I'm sure Sean McVay in the offense is like, why not should we just keep on giving it to him until he doesn't do good anymore? So he's definitely going to – I think he's going to get the most value uh, in that running room, and he's definitely a player you should talk about. Oh, and also I just saw you had the number four pick in waivers. Jared had last because he had 260 points. I had 240, and you had 230. All right, I didn't know that. So, yeah. But anyway, so, all right, so next we'll go on to our uh, – oh, wait, our second player to target, right. Uh, now my next player to target that I got is I got running back James Robinson from uh, Jacksonville. Uh, Jared picked him up in our league. Uh, so, but, yeah, I think that he's going to be useful. Um, like, like last year, whenever Leonard Fournette got injured, uh, like injured TJ Yeldon really stepped up. He was doing really good. Um, so he, uh, I think that James Robinson's going to do pretty good. 
Uh, he didn't get a lot of points this uh, last week, but I think that that will definitely go up. Their passing game was just working so much that I think they were just like, oh, we'll stick to that. So I think that's the reason that James Robinson didn't get as many points as he should have. Uh, for number two for me is Latavius Murray for the Saints. When I was watching that game, I noticed that he was getting more uh, carries than uh, Alvin Kamara was. Kamara was getting more targets, but Latavius Murray had more carries. I think he, I think he, I'm pretty sure he ended with more carries. Definitely while I was watching, he had more. Um, I could check on that real quick. No, that's good. I, you can keep on talking. I'll okay. go ahead and check. Well, anyways, he's he's getting a lot of carries, a lot more than expected. He's not going to be a guy you would start necessarily unless he uh, keeps on playing well, but or unless he plays well. But definitely look to target him just in case they start giving him the ball a lot more than he did than they gave him. He didn't have a huge game, but if you're looking for someone who, but if he's getting a lot of carries like he uh, was last week, he could pop off for a week. He's not going to be consistent, but definitely if you need like a backup running back or something, add Latavius Murray just because of the value he was, he got last week. Latavius Murray ended with 15 attempts, uh, 48 yards, and no touchdowns. And Alvin Kamara ended with 12 attempts, 16 yards, and one touchdown. Yeah, so Murray had more carries. How yep. many yards? Murray had more carries, but how many yards hmm? did Murray have? Uh, forty-eight, I believe. Yeah, forty-eight. Uh, but yeah, like you said, uh, Kamara got more uh, targets, which is where he got most of his points because he had like twenty-three points for me, I think, something or close yeah, there. Yeah. So obviously, because he got he only, that, otherwise he would only have seven point one points for rushing. So. But yeah. Anyways, so now we will go on to our players to start. Uh, number one for me, I have Allen Robinson. I had him last. I had him last week. week um, and I, th- I think in this, uh, or I had him in the players to target. Uh, but I think that he's really going to go off this uh, this week. He didn't. He didn't go off as much as I was expecting last week. But I think that this week, um, he's definitely going to go off. Uh, I think that he's a really good uh, wide receiver. Stuff did has calmed down with him with the uh, Bears stuff. The Bears stuff to try to like calm down like the, all the talks that have been going on about him requesting a trade. Um, so yeah, but I think that he's definitely gonna go off against this Giants uh, weak uh, secondary. Yeah, uh, I think that I I have him in one of our leagues, and I'm I'm pr- I'm probably gonna start him this week. I have him in the lineup right now. Uh, but for number one for me is Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback. I already talked about how I think the Bills will cover uh, the uh, four-and-a-half point spread. I'm going to talk about Allen uh, some more in just a little bit. But I think he's going to have a big game this week. I have him on my team as well. He put up 32 points for me last week. He had a 300-yard game passing last season. He, uh, last week he also had um, a lot of rushing yards as well. He's going to give you a lot of value in the pass game and in the run game. And I think that you should definitely start him this week if you have him. Yeah. All right. So next, I got uh, Calvin Ridley for mine, uh, number two. And I know that like it's like I know Julio Jones is still there and everything, but Calvin Ridley did really good in the first game. And with the um, and I gotta check who the Falcons are playing now. Yeah, the Falcons are playing the Cowboys. Chidobia Wuzier is gonna be on uh, uh Julio. 
which means that there's not there's not going to really I think that uh, I can't remember if Brown or Diggs is going to be on him, but one of those two will be on uh, on Calvin Ridley, and I think that Calvin Ridley's speed will get past him. Uh, I think that uh, this is going to be a good game, and we'll talk about more about this game later. But uh, yeah, I would definitely start Calvin Ridley this week. Yeah, that's that's a definitely a good matchup for Ridley going up against either Brown or uh, Diggs. He'll probably go up against both of them. But for number two for me is uh, Jonathan Taylor and or Naheem Hines. Uh, with Marlon Mack tearing his Achilles, I think that these guys definitely will get um, a lot of looks. Hines had a good game last week. I think that Taylor's gonna pr- probably going to get more in the run game. Hines is going to get more in the receiving game, so they'll probably get uh, the same amount of uh, – touches uh every this week i think that um definitely look to uh start one one of those two guys if you have one of them or if you have both of them uh you can maybe even start both of them i think i know i i added nine lines this morning because uh you took you took malcolm brown so i took nine lines and uh i'll probably start him at one of my flex positions so look to start either taylor or nine lines this week yeah, it'll be interesting because I think you're starting. You, you said you're starting Naheem Hines, and I think that uh, I think the court will most likely play uh, start Jonathan Taylor because he drafted him. So it'll be interesting to see who does better. Um, but yeah, anyways, so now we'll go on to our players to bench. Uh, now, number one, they both came from last game, ironically, uh, like from the last Cowboys game. So number one for me, I have any any Cowboys wide receiver, uh, just because. I mean, I just it's it's still just being so divided, like it's insane. Because like I said, we have three very good wide receivers, and I mean they're all like like starting quality. But the thing is though is that we don't have one necessarily number one wide receiver. Um, obviously Amari Cooper is probably our best wide receiver, but the thing is Dak Prescott doesn't always throw to him. So for one game, like for instance last game, Michael Gallup got the most receiving yards. Amari Cooper, because uh, and Amari Cooper didn't, so he got less points because Ezekiel it was the only one who scored our, uh, touchdowns. So, and I think C.D. Lamb had like, uh, I think C.D. Lamb had close to like seven points, uh, and I know that Gallup had like I think like twelve or thirteen or something, and Amari Cooper had like somewhere near ten or something. Uh, so it's like all equally divided or whatever, and it's just like it's really insane because just like if you combine those two and like have the other one have like seven or whatever, then you have like a 24 point receiver, which is a solid receiver. But the thing is, that's why you, I wouldn't start the Cowboys receivers right now is just until I figure that situation out. Uh, I'm looking Cooper had 18. Um, 18 yeah, points. He, he had like, he had a bunch of receptions. I know that I think he had 11, he had 10 catches for 81 yards. So that, yeah, eight, 10 catches, 81 yards. So, All right. yeah, so that's All 18 right. points. And then uh, I can I'll, – I'll look right now and find uh, – Yeah, I'll look for C.D. Lamb. You can find it, I guess. Do you know who's – Let's see. C.D. Lamb had 10.9. Yeah. He had five receptions and 5.9 yard, – and five, uh, 59 yards. Uh, Gallup had eight. Points, three catches, fifty yards. All right, so yeah, I kind of like mixed them up, but yeah, so still almost the same same amount of points and stuff, you know. Just I kind of like mixed them up, but still, it's just that kind of situation where it's just like you don't want to be in because it's just like 
Amari Cooper, yes, 18 points is pretty good. But think about it. If you have a Gallup who had 12, if you reduce that to four or whatever, uh, if you reduce that to like eight and CD Lamb to like, se- uh, to like seven or something like that, then you would get uh, – then you would get like uh, Amari Cooper 24 yards or something. But it's just like because we have so many good wide receivers, we don't necessarily have one uh, one who will do better than uh, the other every constant week. Uh, number one for me is definitely bench Tom Brady. I have Tom Brady. I added Ben Roethlisberger uh, because the way Tom Brady played last week, I'm not too confident. And I think that if you have Tom Brady, definitely bench him this week. He did not look very good last week throwing those two interceptions. And I'm just not confident knowing that he didn't look too comfortable in that offense. All right, so going on to my next player to bench is uh, any Rams wide receiver, which is Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Um, and I might even go as far as to say as for right now, I know that Tyler Higby did really good last week. But I mean, last year, but I would even go to say Tyler Higby because to be honest, it's just the Rams aren't utilizing their – uh, I mean, like Cooper Cup, I think had four or five, and I and I think Robert Woods had seventeen. So I mean, seventeen's not bad, but it's just like there's. I mean, it's just still that uncertainty that the Cowboys have, and I mean, they're. I mean, they obviously did a lot better on their run game, which kind of surprised me considering that the Dallas is a uh, secondary is what they really needed to improve on and did in the draft. Uh, so I think that that's just kind of what surprised me is that their run game did so well. Uh, my second player to bench is uh, Carson Wentz, the Eagles quarterback. He didn't have a great game throwing those two interceptions against the football team in week one. Uh, I don't think that you should start him uh, this week. I mean, he's not playing against a team that has as good of a pass rush as the football team did. Uh, he's playing against the Rams, but the Rams still have Aaron Donald, who Aaron Donald alone could be just as good as the football team D-line. But I think that uh, he'll have more time to throw it this week. But with the way Dak Prescott played against the Rams last week and uh, with also Aaron Donald, I don't think that he's going to have a great game, and I think you should, definitely shouldn't start uh, Carson Wentz this week. All right, so that wraps up our players to bench. So now we'll go on to our who we thought was the top player, like you saw, like we did last uh, yesterday with uh, Noah. Um, so we are doing our top player for that we thought was from last week and the top game. So the top player that we I thought was uh, from last week was this was a toss up for me between Devonte Adams and this person, but to be honest, I had to go with the other person, and that's Josh Jacobs. He had 25 carries for 93 yards and uh, three touchdowns. And I will get to this more later, but I just think that he's going to have an awesome season this year. He's got an awesome season ahead of him. And I think that his offensive line isn't that great, and he's doing this this much with a not great offensive line. And I think that the offensive line is going to be the, probably the number one thing that the Raiders look to improve that in their uh, wide receiver uh, uh, situation and maybe their quarterback situation. But uh, I think that Josh Jacobs is definitely going to have a very good season ahead of him. Yeah, I think that the top player this week was Aaron Rodgers. He was 32 of 44 for 364 yards and four touchdowns with zero interceptions uh, in the Packers' 43-34 win over the Vikings. Rodgers looked a lot like his old self that we've seen before, Um, and he was really impressive the entire game, and I'm going to talk about him a little more later on. 
uh, in the episode a few times, and I, I think that he was probably the top player from this uh, previous week. He, in my opinion, had the top game. All right, so yeah, uh, top game for me. I got the Cardinals versus the 49ers. I think it was an awesome game. One, it was an upset. Two, it was a close game. And, I mean, three, you got to see, uh, like, one of the best wide receiver versus, like, the second, what was the entirely the second best team. Uh, plus, I mean, it was just an awesome game. Uh, I really liked I really liked that um, Kyler Murray had a great game. DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins had a great game to ultimately come out with the victory over the 49ers. Yeah, in my opinion, I think the best game, which I was kind of surprised we didn't include this in our games to recap, but it was the last game of the week, uh, the second Monday night game, the Titans at Broncos. Uh, did de- definitely didn't disappoint. Uh, the Titans came away with a close 16-14 to 14 win, behind 249 yards and two touchdowns from Ryan Tannehill, as well as 116 rush yards from Derrick Henry. Uh, Drew Locke also played pretty well for the Broncos. He threw for 216 yards and a touchdown. But Stephen Gostkowski who was uh, 0 for 3 at that point in the game, hit a game-winning field goal with 17 seconds left to give the Titans a 16-14 to win on Monday night. I think that was probably uh, the top game of the week because it was two game, It was a two-point game. It needed a game-winner, and it was won in the final 20 seconds. All right, so next we'll go ahead and go on to your top players now. Uh, at five, I got Dak Prescott, uh, the – Russell Wilson playing against the Falcons last week had a big game throwing for over 300 yards. Dak's playing against the Falcons this week. Uh, with that receiving core that you talked about, might not be good for fantasy, but it's really good for Dak in the offense if, for the Cowboys, yep. as well as Zeke catching passes out of the backfield. I think that uh, they'll rely heavily on Zeke, but they'll also rely heavily, heavily on Dak, and he'll probably get around 250 to 300-ish uh, yards with a touchdown or two, I think he's going to have a big game this week against the Falcons. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. It should, it should and I'm hoping that's going to be a pretty good back, bounce-back week, considering after this week we're going to have to play the Seahawks. So I'm hoping that this game is a kind of a game that we can like kind of recuperate, recuperate our defense and our uh, offense. So um, I hope it's going to be a good game. But at the same time, I hope it's not just so that our, we can kind of uh, like calm down some after the Rams game. Yeah, and, uh, this top five player segment is quarterback heavy. I only have one uh, person who's not uh, a quarterback on my top five uh, players for the week. So at number four, I've got Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback, playing against the Dolphins. I've already said I think you should start him in <clears throat> I think the Bills will cover four and a half over the Dolphins. I think that Josh Allen's going to have a big game passing and rushing and rushing again. Um, probably over 200 yards passing with around 100 yards uh um, probably not 100, probably like 40 to 60 yards on the ground with three three to four total. He's going to have a big game this week. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that Josh Allen's going to have a really good game. He looked really good in his in the first week. I'm looking forward to seeing how he does this week against the Dolphins. I mean, Dolphins don't really have that good of a defense. I mean, they what, I think they have Xavier Howard and they got uh, Byron Jones. So, I mean, that, that, those are two pretty good cornerbacks. So, I mean, but I do still think that, I mean, they got uh, Trevon Diggs, Cole Beasley, uh, uh, shoot, I forgot his name, uh, Jonathan Brown, I think, maybe. That, that's his name. Uh, John Brown. John Brown. Yeah, not Jonathan. John. Yeah, John Brown. Uh, I, so, I think that he'll be able to get the ball to those three uh, targets pretty easily. So, I'm looking forward to seeing how he plays this week. 
Yeah, uh, again, sticking with the same position at quarterback. I got at number three, I've got Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers quarterback, going against the Broncos. Like I just mentioned, Ryan Tannehill had a good game, throwing for 249 yards and two touchdowns for the Titans. Uh, I think that um, Ben Roethlisberger is definitely going to have a big game against the Broncos. Uh, I picked him up in fantasy. I think he's going to have a good game, probably around 250 yards, two to three touchdowns. Um, They'll definitely – Look to him, especially with the injury to James Conner. I think he's going to have a big – I think Roethlisberger is going to have a big game this week. Yeah, Roethlisberger had a, re- had a pretty good game on his, on his uh, uh, back-to-action game uh, against the Giants. I mean, the Giants don't have that good of a secondary, but, I mean, still, I think he's going to have a pretty good game week two. Really looking forward to uh, seeing how he played. Uh, but, again, I – yeah, like, I think that they're going to be relying on him a lot more um, – they do have some really good targets, Deontay Johnson. Uh, they got Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Eric Ebron. They got uh, they got a lot of good targets to throw to. And number two, I said I'd talk about him again. It's Aaron Rodgers, the Packers quarterback, going against the Lions. Mitch Drubisky had a good game against the Lions last week. And Aaron Rodgers is a thousand times better than Mitchell Drubisky. So everything's pointing that Rodgers will have a big game. He... And I was kind of surprised that he had a big game last week. I mean, not surprised because I know he's good enough, but with the receivers he has, other than Devontae Adams, he doesn't really have any good receivers, but he was very, very good, even with the lack of weapons that he has. And I think he's going to continue to do that, and he's going to continue to have a, a good season so far. I'm thinking probably around 300 yards, three touchdowns, four touchdowns. Um, I would go with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to have a big game this week. All right, yeah. I think that Aaron Rodgers is probably is the, like a top-tier quarterback, top five probably quarterback in in the nation, especially right now. Uh, so I think that he's going to have a really good game. Um, looks, I, but, I, yeah, I think that it will just be fun to watch again with, all, like, all the – like you said, all the less targets that he has. It's really interesting to see how he can, like – Still get the ball to like Devontae Adams. Uh, I mean, obviously he can get the ball to Devontae Adams because he's like, like the top five wide receiver. But still, just get uh, getting that many uh, yards and everything with the the that few weapons is just remarkable. And number one, this is the only non-quarterback, and it's not one player; it's a whole set of players. I'm going with the Washington Football Team defense against the Cardinals defensive line against the Cardinals. The football team D-line recorded eight sacks last week against the Eagles, and uh, the Cardinals have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. I think Chase Young, um, uh, I can't remember his first name. I know his last name is Sweat because he's in those Old Spice commercials. Oh, uh, Vontae Von- Von- Sweat? Yes, and uh, Payne, Darren Payne. Mm-hmm. It, just that whole young D-line. We'll get to Kyler Murray. Um, have a bunch of sacks. Ryan Kerrigan too. Yeah, Kerrigan. Kerrig- I mean, Kerrigan is a linebacker, but he's yeah, he, he's an edge rusher a lot. Edge. So, but yeah, I think that he'll be really good. Yeah, he's one of the best edge. Rush- he's just really underrated because he plays for the football team. But uh, yeah, I'm counting. I guess I can include him in this as well. Uh, I think that they're gonna have the whole line's gonna have a big game, record a bunch of sacks, get a bunch of quarterback hurries, um, and fluster Kyler Murray in this uh in week two. Yeah, but that's the problem, though. You want to you want to fluster Kyler Murray, but the thing is, though, is that he can crush you on his feet too. So I think it's going to just be a really good game between the Cardinals and uh, football team. Um, 
So I mean, it's gonna. I just, I mean, I just I'm really looking forward to watching it. I mean, Kyler Murray really mobile football team has a really good defensive line. Uh, Kyler Murray does have some really good targets. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Christian Kirk. Uh, he's got all those guys. Um, and plus, he still is very mobile on his feet. Plus, he still has Kenyon Drake uh, in the backfield. So I think it's going to be a really good matchup between these two teams, mainly uh, Cardinals offense and uh, Washington defense. But all right, so that wraps up the top uh, players. So we now we'll go to the top games. At number five, uh, I have the Giants, the New York Giants versus the Chicago Bears. I think this is going to be a really good matchup. Uh, the Giants uh, are kind of struggled last week, this past week, on against the uh, Steelers. Um, but the, and the Bears, uh, they beat the Vikings. Uh, no, not the Vikings, my bad. Uh, the Bears uh, uh, beat the Lions, and be, be, but granted, that was because of that drop pass play that uh, DeAndre Swift should have uh, caught. So I mean, I think it's going to be a really good matchup between these two teams. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so, but yeah, definitely watch that game if you can. Yeah, this would be a pretty good game. Uh, Daniel Jones versus Mitch Trubisky. Um, I'm, I probably won't watch a ton of it, but if it's on, uh, and it's not on the, at the same time as some bigger games, then I'll probably uh keep up with it. But um, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I think this could be a pretty good game. All right, next I got the New England Patriots. Patriots versus the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, the Patriots have some uncertainty around them. They did win their first game uh, with Cam Newton, a quarterback. Cam Newton was looking pretty good, uh, kind of sort of like his old self. I mean, he rushed for a touchdown, but still, I mean, he's still not completely like his old self. So I think that it's going to be a really good matchup between the Patriots uh, and the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks, I think, are the better team. I think the Seahawks should win. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, the Seahawks do have, like, Chris Carson, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Greg Olson, all those guys on uh, offense. Plus, they still have a. Plus, they still got like Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams on uh, on defense. So, I mean, I think that's going to be a really good matchup uh, between the Patriots and the Seahawks. Uh, it would just be interesting. Yeah, a rematch of that Super Bowl back in was it 2014? 20, 2014. Yeah, I want to say that's what I was going to say. I want to say 2014. I doubt it was because it, it, I think it was Super Bowl 48, right? Super Bowl 48 yeah, or Super Bowl 49. 49. Might have been 49. Can, but this year is going to be Super Bowl 45, so it might have been 2015. I think that, Yeah, might have been, I think it might have been I think it was 2015, but it was 20 it was out it was of the 2014 season. Oh, yeah, it was 2015 because it was a 2014 season, but it was played or it was in 2015. Yeah, because Yeah. Mhm. And it was Yeah. Malcolm Butler interception game against yeah uh Super Bowl 49 yeah so it was uh tw- it was played in 2015 but I'm looking forward to this one I think this one if I in my opinion I think I would move this one up to at least three probably number two maybe even number one uh just because of the history behind it um I'm really looking forward to this one Russell Wilson versus Cam Newton the Seahawks defense versus the Patriots de- offense uh this uh, Patriots, uh, pa- the Patriots defense versus the Seahawks offense. I'm uh, really interested in this one on Sunday night. Yeah, I'm obviously really looking forward to the game. I mean, the Patriots. I I I remember like watching the pa- Patriots Seahawks game, cheering for the Seahawks as much as it killed me. But I mean, still, uh, I, I mean, I just can't. I couldn't root for the Patriots, so I was rooting for the Seahawks. And then 
Yeah, they had the freaking best running back in the NFL in Marshawn Lynch, and they passed the ball. They passed the ball on the two-yard line or three-yard line with the best running back, best power running back, by the way, uh, in the NFL. And it just, it's, it just still baffles me today as to why they didn't run the ball. So, but anyways, uh, next, so next for me, I got the next game is the Cowboys versus the Falcons. Uh, like I said, I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, Falcons, they don't have too much of a – they don't have too great defense. Uh, Cowboys have a really good offensive line. So, I mean, I think that their offensive line is really going to keep be able to keep Dak in the uh, pocket for a while. Um, and I think that uh, they're, they don't ha- really have too many good secondary players here. So, I think that Dak's going to be able to get open. But it's the same thing goes around to the offense. I mean, they got – the Falcons got Todd Gurley, Matt Ryan. Um uh, they got Julio Jones. Uh, Hay- uh, Hayden Hurst is even uh, doing all right, and I mean they even and then they also got uh, Calvin Ridley. So I mean I think that's gonna be uh, it, that's gonna be more of a uh, shootout I think than anything. I know I said that about the Rams Cowboys last game last last week, but I mean uh, I was really expecting more of a shootout. I think that the defense uh, defense is really locked down, and the and the offenses kind of didn't really play as well as they should have last week, but. I think that the Cowboys Falcons is going to be really good game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one just as a Cowboys fan and uh, as a football fan in general. It's going to be a great game. Uh, yeah, I think this will probably be a little more of a shootout just because of the way the Falcons run their offense and uh, the way the Cowboys ran their offense last season. Um, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm really hoping it can be. I'm real. I hope that it's not a good game, but it probably will end up being a good game. Uh, but yeah, again, I'm looking forward to this one. All right, next I got the uh, Rams versus the Eagles. Uh, so the Eagles are kind of uh, trying to bounce back from that tough loss against the football team, and the Rams are on that uh, uh, on, uh, on that already on that road with the, with the win against the Cowboys last week. So, I mean, I think that's going to be a pretty good matchup. I mean, the Eagles have a pretty good defensive line, a really, a really good offensive line. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. Offensive line, I think. I think that, uh, to be honest, it's going to be really interesting to see how their defensive line can get to the quarterbacks. Because, I mean, you know, the uh, Eagles got Fletcher Cox. The uh, the uh, Rams have Aaron Donald. But they both have a really good offensive line. So it's just going to be interesting to see how they can get to the quarterback. Uh, and then, I mean, uh, even like uh, even the uh, secondaries, I mean, they're not that bad. I mean, Rams are. I mean, they don't. They don't have that good of a of a secondary. But I mean, the uh, the Eagles have a uh, Darius Slay, so I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Uh, really looking forward to it. It's going to be definitely really good to see the defensive lines getting at each other. I I think the Rams actually have a pretty good secondary with Ramsey and uh, John Johnson, and the guy I can't remember his name, but the guy who made the play on CD on that fourth and three had a really good play. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Rams play after that win against the Cowboys and to see how the Eagles bounce back after blowing that lead against the football team. It's going to be really uh, intriguing to me to see what plays out in this one. All right. So the last game, the last game that I have at the top game is the Minnesota Vikings versus the Indianapolis Col- uh, Colts. So I think that this is going to be a really good game. Uh, it's Phillip Rivers versus Kirk Cousins. Uh, uh, Dalvin Cook versus, unfortunately, Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, sh- uh, should be against Marlon Mack, but I mean, uh, I think that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be a pretty good game. Uh, the I think that's gonna be more of a shootout because I mean, 
they both have some pretty good targets with T.Y. Hilton and Adam Thielen. Uh, so the cornerbacks are just going to really have to lock down those guys. But I do think that's going to be a really uh, a pretty good game. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to watch for sure. Uh, but I don't know if it'll be a shootout or not. I, I it's going to be really close. I know, but I'm not sure if it's going to be high scoring or low scoring. It just depends upon how the defenses play. Yeah, this one will be an interesting matchup to see how both of them bounce back after uh, uh, for the. Uh, Packers not playing t- uh, for the Vikings not playing too well against the Packers and then for the Colts n- n- not playing good at all losing to the Jaguars it's going to be interesting to see how both of them bounce back in week two all right so that wraps up the top games now we'll go on to our Heisman leaderboard MVP leader. uh yeah MV- oh Heisman yeah MVP leaderboard uh so at number coming at number five for me I have Josh Jacobs I know I, I it's a it's a it's a running back, but still I mean Josh Jacobs, his first uh his first uh game was really good ninety three yards twenty five attempts and three touchdowns. Uh, you know whenever do you remember whenever we in June or July it was whenever we were doing starting to do preview stuff, and I said Josh Jacobs is gonna have three hundred attempts for around three hundred attempts around one thousand seven hundred and fifty yards and and around twelve touchdowns. Yep, and you said that I was like crazy, and like, ah, are you? Am I predicting him to be the leading rusher? Well, right now he is on track for one thousand five hundred yards. So yes, I I'd be off a little bit for that. He's on track for four hundred attempts and forty eight touchdowns. Now, obviously, that's unrealistic. The touchdowns part mainly, uh, and you probably the attempts. But uh, I do think that he will end up getting that. I mean, if I had to change, uh, I'm still sticking to my uh. Uh, prediction, but if I had to change it at all, I would just just say twenty touchdowns up the uh, up the touchdowns and bring it to bring the the yardage down to one thousand six hundred maybe. Uh, but other than that, I mean that's pretty much it. I think that he's still gonna do really good. Uh, he's gonna have a really good season. Probably won't win the MVP. That's why I got him at number five, just because he's a running back and all. Like you said in the uh preview episode and last episode, uh, that always, the edge kind of always goes to the quarterback. Just go ahead and go five to one. Oh, okay. All right. So next, I got Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray had a really good game. Like we already said, his stats and everything in the games to recap. I really look forward to watching him play. He's a really mobile quarterback. Uh, he's really fast. I love watching him play. Uh, so I think it's going to be really interesting uh, to keep on watching him and see if he can end up in the MVP talks. So next at number three, I got Lamar Jackson. Uh, so number uh, I have Lamar Jackson number three. He's also very mobile. Didn't actually use his feet as much, which I kind of like to see instead. I mean, I I know that Lamar Jackson can run, obviously. So it's kind of it's I like it better whenever I can actually see him use his arm a lot more. So and obviously he won MVP last year, so he's obviously in the talks. Uh, uh, number two, I got Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes did slip down one spot, but that's just that's just this week. Like I said. the these uh, MVP leaderboards for me, and same for Heisman for college football. They'll uh, switch up uh, uh, about every week. You'll see probably the same guys in there, except for four and five maybe, but that's same the same three up there, uh, just in, maybe in different order. But anyways, n- number two, Patrick Mahomes. He had a really good game against the Chiefs. Uh, just I mean, he just didn't have. I mean, there's nothing really too bad. There's not really too much to complain to complain about. It's just that uh, Russell Wilson, at number one that I have, he just did so good the first week that I got to put him at number one. Uh, he had he had insane stats that I was I. In fact, I'm just going to go ahead and just look them up. But 
he just did really good. Uh, I really look forward to watching him play throughout the season. Like we said, he hasn't really gotten an MVP vote yet. I really hope that he does this this season. Anyway, so this uh, – And no interception. That is like that's literally insane. Like that's those are some really good stats. I mean, the uh, the four touchdowns are is just amazing. And then on top of that, over three hundred yards is just amazing. Over two hundred yards is really good, but over three hundred yards is just amazing. So I think that Russell Wilson is at number one for me right now. Again, I don't know if he'll actually win the MVP, but I have him at number one for me right now. Uh, my top five my Heisman leader, uh, MVP leaderboard, I said it too. Um, it changed a lot mm-hmm. from just one week. At number five, I'm bringing in Josh Allen. Uh, he had a really big game last week, throwing for over 300 yards, rushing, running for, I think it was 51 yards as well. And he had three, I know three passing, I think three passing. T- I, I, I don't have it written down anywhere, and I really don't want to check right now just because for the sake of time. But all, all I'm trying to say is that he had a really big game. And uh, I think that as of right now, he's number five in the Heisman race. And number four, I bumped him back from one to four. I've got Pat Mahomes at number four. It's not that he did bad. He did a, he had a really good game throwing for 211 yards and three touchdowns. It's just that the three guys ahead of him had better games. And uh, number three, I have the same guy that I had at three last week, and that's Lamar Jackson. Uh, 275 yards, three touchdowns through the year. He had a really big game. Um, keeping him at number three for right now. And number two, I also am keeping the same guy. Uh, Russell Wilson's number two for me. He had a big game uh, in week one against the Falcons, and uh, I think he's going to have a good uh, season the rest of the year. And at number one, a guy that you don't even have in your leaderboard, Evan, uh, but I'm bringing in Aaron Rodgers. I said he had the best game of the week this week, and that's all we can base it off of. He's obviously got a great legacy. Um, I have Aaron Rodgers at number one as of right now. If the Heisman vote, uh, MVP vote is tomorrow, then I've got Aaron Rodgers winning it. All right, so that wraps up the uh, uh, MVP leaderboard. Uh, almost at Heisman again. Sheesh. Uh, after a year of college, you got to get used to saying MVP and Heisman. Uh, anyways, so now we will go to our uh, – t- like we had last week, uh, we told you the uh, – Review that we, that was left, uh, I believe you said, but that that yeah. was by Bennett. Um, so we'll go ahead and uh, give uh, what he, what he asked for the, the top seven play, college football players of all time. So we can just go ahead and go from seven to one, and we can each just give ours. Uh, we didn't ha- we didn't have any stats pulled up or anything. So, but number seven to one for me, I got Earl Campbell. Say the school. Say the school, uh, their, six, say their uh, school and position. Shit, I didn't Earl Campbell's a Texas running back. <laughs> All right, Earl Campbell, Texas running back, uh, Rogers, uh, Roger Staubach. <coughs> Sorry, almost choked. She, uh, he uh, went to uh, – he went to, yeah, Navy. I didn't have any of these written down. Uh, he went to a Navy quarterback, Bo Jackson, running back. Auburn. For Auburn, yes. <laughs> um, Dick P- Buckkiss. Uh, he was a line. He he was a linebacker uh, Illinois. for Illinois. Jeez. Uh, and then I got uh, Barry Sanders, running back, Oklahoma State. Uh, Herschel Walker, running back, uh, Georgia. And all, and then uh, Jim Brown, uh, running back, 
for one second. I'll look this up. I got this one. I got this one. Maybe I don't. Was Syracuse he for Georgia too? Syracuse. Wait, what? Sure. Syracuse. Yeah, here. Anyway, you can go and give yours. I'll I'll make sure it's Syracuse. Right. Yeah, Syracuse. And number seven right, for yeah. me is Roger Staubach, Navy quarterback. Number six is Herschel Walker, the Georgia running back. Number five is uh, Florida State cornerback Deion Sanders. Number four is Ricky Williams, Texas running back. Number three is Dick Butkus, the Illinois linebacker. Two is Tim Tebow, Florida quarterback. And one is Vince Young, Texas quarterback. All right. So then we'll go on to our picks for this week. Uh, so number one uh, for, the, so for the first pick, uh, Thursday night game. Tomorrow night, Bengals versus Browns. I have the Bengals coming out with the win here. Browns are favored by five and a half, but I do think that the Browns suck. Uh, Bengals are pretty good. I, I think that they'll turn out pretty good um, with Joe Burrow back there. I think give him a couple of years, but he's definitely got some good targets to go to. Looked really good his first game, so I got this the Bengals. This game is going to put you asleep. Two bad teams. Not going to be a very interesting game, but I got the Bengals winning. All right, so next we got uh, – I have the uh, – Giant, the Giants versus the Bears. Uh, so the I got the, uh, so the I have the Giants winning. I think the Giants are going to have a comeback game against uh, from the uh, Steelers. It's going to be I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, but I do think that the Giants will end up in winning. I got them by like a touchdown. Well, I got the Bears winning this one. I think they're going to start off their season two and zero. All right. Uh, next, we got the Falcons versus the Cowboys. Uh, like I said, I do think it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be really interesting to see these two teams play. Uh, I, but I do have the Cowboys winning this I do, one. too. I think the Cowboys will bounce back and play better in week two. That's going to be too much for that Falcons secondary. I think the Cowboys will do just enough offensively and just enough defensively to win this one. Give me the Cowboys. All right, so next we have the uh, the Broncos versus the Steelers. Uh, I have the Steelers going 2-0. and oh. I think the Ben Roethlisberger is going to lead them again. Even without James Conner, I do think that they are going to come out with a pretty big win here against the Broncos. Yeah, the Steelers come away with at least a seven-point win. All right, so next we have the Lions versus the Packers. Uh, I think that this is going to be uh, not too much of a good game. Uh, I mean – to be honest, I think that the Packers are just going to kind of blow the Lions out. Vikings are a better team than the Lions. Uh, Packers beat the Lions 43-34. to uh, Lions don't really have that great of a defense. So I got the Packers by probably about 20. Yeah, I said it in my uh, top players of the week. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a field day this week. Give me the Packers. All right, so next we have the Jaguars versus the Titans. I mentioned that the Titans won't cover 10 over the Vikings. I think this is going to be a really good game. However, I do still think that the Titans will end up winning, but it will only be by about anywhere from three to seven points. Uh, I got the Titans covering. I got them winning by 14. All right, so next we have the uh, Vikings versus the Colts. Uh, uh, shoot, uh, this is the top game. My bad. Uh, so, anyways, this was supposed to be picked last, so we'll go ahead and pick it last. Uh, we'll go on to the next game, Bills versus the Dolphins. So uh, I have the Bills coming out to win here. Dolphins aren't a good team at all. Bills, pretty good. Uh, I think that they're going to win their uh, win their division. So I got the Bills. By Josh a lot. Allen's going to have a big game. I got the Bills as well. 
All right, next is the 49ers versus the Jets. 49ers took a tough loss against the Cardinals week one. Uh, Jets just aren't a good team at all. Plus, without Le'Veon Bell, that makes them that much worse. Uh, that means they have Sam Darnold, and I don't even know who their second string is. Uh, and they have Jamison Crowder as their best uh, wide receiver. This is just going to be, I think, pretty pretty bad game for the Jets. Really good game for the 49ers. I got 49ers back at least 14. Yeah, the 49ers have, are going to easily bounce back from that week one loss. I got them winning by uh, taking their anger out, winning by 21 or more. All right, next we got uh, the Rams versus the Eagles. Uh, also in the top games, I think it's going to be a really good uh, game, but I do think that the Rams are going to start out 2-0, uh, and o, and the Eagles are going to start out 0-2, uh, which paves the way more for all the other uh, <laughs> all the other uh, teams in the NFC East. I mean, kind of weird that the Eagles, once who ended up getting into the playoffs last year, and I think that they're going to end up starting 0-2. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Rams are going to win this one, and the Eagles are going to start off 0-2. All right, so next we got the Panthers versus the Bucks. I did say that the Bucks won't cover nine points. That's because, again, I do think that's going to be a three- to seven-point win for the Bucks. I still think that the Bucks will win. It will be a close game, really interesting. Uh, probably a, it's a running, game, running, a running team than the Panthers versus a very passing team in the Buccaneers. Definitely going to be a really good game, but I think the Bucks ultimately come out with the win here. Yeah, I got the Bucks by six. All right, so next we got uh, – I have the Washington football team versus the Cardinals. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good game, but Cardinals took out the 49ers week one. Took out the Eagles week one, but the Wa- Washington a worse team than the Cardinals. Eagles are, a wor- uh, 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 Eagles are a worse team than the 49ers. I got the Cardinals coming out with the win here. I actually got the football team. I think the that defensive line's going to do – I think the defensive line's going to get to Kyler Murray, and he's not going to be able to run for much. He's not going to be able to throw for much. Uh, it's going to be a defensive battle, but I got the football team. There you are, being pessimistic about the uh, Cardinals again. You'll see. You'll all see. All right, so next we'll go to the Chiefs versus the Chargers. Uh, Chargers are a good team. Defense defense is really good. Uh, I think that – or defensive line is really good, at least. Uh, I think that the – Charger, uh, I think that the Chiefs have a much better defense, though, overall. Uh, Chiefs have a way better offense, too, so Chiefs come out the win. Yeah, pretty easy win for the Chiefs. All right, so next is the Ravens versus the Texans. Uh, I got the uh, I got the Ravens coming out the win here. Texans lost by to the Chiefs uh, by 14. Uh, Ravens beat the Browns by, I mean, I don't even know. I think 30. it was like 28. So, I mean, it's huh? – 30? Yeah, so I mean it's not that it's not uh it's not that much of a comparison between I mean the Texans are obviously a better team than the Browns, I'm not comparing them. But I do think that the Ravens are going to probably blow out the te- Texans. I think the Ravens are gonna blow out the Texans by more than the Chiefs do. Raven oh the Texans have very tough first two games. I think that um the Ravens will win this one very easily. Um not because the Texans are an awful team, but just because the Texans have Really tough first two games, and the Ravens are a really good team. I got the Ravens by a lot. Yeah, I was I was looking at the Texans games, and I was like, oh, that's tough. They have to play the Chiefs and the Ravens in the first games. The only thing that would make it worse is if they had to play, like, jeez, oh, I don't know, like the like the Titans or something next or something, like all the, just all playoff teams after that. 
That's just tough. But anyway, so now we'll go on to the Patriots versus the Seahawks, the rematch uh, of the of Super Bowl, what we believe is forty eight um, or forty nine. Uh, so yeah, I think that the it's gonna be a good. I think it's gonna be a good matchup, but I do think that the Seahawks will come back with the win. Here. Yeah, I got Russell Wilson leading the Seahawks to the win this time. All right. So next we have the Saints versus the Raiders. Uh, I think that this is going to be a really good game uh, because, I mean, the Raiders have a really good uh, – I think the Raiders have a good team, to be honest. Uh, Derek Carr is not too good, um, but, I mean, they do have some – I mean, I saw Henry Ruggs some last week. He was doing – he was looking pretty good, got some long balls, uh, and I think that Josh Jacobs is a top back in the league. Uh, Saints have a really good team, uh, but they're without Michael Thomas, uh, so I got to go with the Raiders this week. Oh, wow. I think I think Drew yeah. Brees is too much. Uh, even with the, even without Michael Thomas, he's still got Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, and Ted Ginn, um, and also Alvin Kamara as well, um, and Latavius Murray. Um, but I think the Sa- I think that's just too much. The Saints defense is too much. I got the Saints winning this one. All right. So now going to back to our top game is the Vikings versus the Colts. Uh, I do think that's going to be a really good game. It's going to be really interesting to watch them. Like I said, they're, it's going to be watch, interesting to see which defensive line can get to which uh, quarterback and stuff. So, But I think that ultimately the Vikings are going to come out with the win here. Yeah, I agree. I got the Vikings winning this one. The Colts aren't that great of a team in my opinion. Uh, I think the Vikings are probably the second best team in their division uh, behind the Packers. Um, and I think that the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Dur- Dalvin Cook, uh, I think the defense will be too much this week for the Colts. I got the Vikings winning this one by 10. All right, so with that being said, that wraps up this episode of Section 105 Game Day. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, it, like like we've been saying, leave a review, rating, anything we want us to include in the next episode of the podcast, we'll make sure to do it. Uh, you can also email us the, that that review or – uh, any or the what you want us to include in the podcast uh, at any of our emails at davisccjackson at icloud.com or at eks10 at gmail.com uh, just shoot us an email and we'll be sure to make that uh, uh, make that into the podcast but anyways that wraps up uh, NFL week two yep. thank you for yeah, joining us you. Davis <laughs>